Come on. They're right there. Let's go. Move, 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 move. I mean, I had no real reason to join except my upbringing. I had bad upbringing. Um, and I had this mindset of I was going to do everything my dad never could do. My, my biological dad. Um, and I remember growing up hearing he tried to sign up for the army or something. And then story has it, he ended up hurting his knee before they sent him out. And he just didn't go. So I was like. I'm going to join, but I'm going to join the best. I was going to join the Army. I was like, who's better than the Army? And the Marine Corps. Yeah. So and I was like, well, what's what's the best thing about the Marine Corps? And they were like, the grunts. And I was like, that was it. That was literally how I did it. And, you know, obviously 9-11 and stuff happened. So I was like, well, I've already said it this far. I was like, I'm going. Um, and I never looked back. You know, I spent, I went to high school, joined the uh, ROTC. Uh, it was a Marine Corps ROTC at my local high school. Um we did drill team. Um, a lot of us, everybody that went to high school with me, but went to boot camp with me. A lot of us were going. We we're national drill champion. I, I had drill instructors there yelling at us, not like boot camp, but you know, I got a feel for it. And I depped in when I was eighteen, so I was held back. Um, so I spent a year in the whole pulley program, uh, working out, and then I graduated high school and. Four days after I graduated, I was in boot camp. I think it was mm. in the summer. I I was, I, the girl. I was no time off. There was I told my recruiter that dude when he signed me, I was like, if I go, I go. I was like, there's no. I was like, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Um, being the new guy, dropping into a team, and then just really kind of figuring out your your routine and and like your new life and your new expectations. That you can't prep for that. I mean, maybe some people that maybe do a lot more organizational stuff better than I do. I couldn't prep for that. You didn't know what was the right thing to say. You didn't know what was the wrong thing to say. You ever had to find a pricky uh, six, right? No, I've had to find a pricky six. You, you ever had to find a Humvee keys, right? You ever <laughs> had to just learn on the fly? Yeah, you, you ever been told, hey, I'm going to kick a hip pocket class, and that's the first time you're in hip pocket class? I mean, Everybody's been told to find a prick E6. Oh, I know. But nobody's ever been uh, told to find a prick E2. And that might be a different situation right there. <laughs> Especially if he's a salty prick E2. We had, we had a couple prick E2s coming home from Marja. Right. We'll tell the Bradshaw story on the back half. But, yes, uh, sir. But you start learning, like, just like a boot camp, like, you start seeing who those guys are clinging to. But it comes down to you. Like, you listen to them, sure, but you don't want to hold the pocket the whole time. You right. want to be the guy to correct your own. So, so kick that. I, I'm, I know y'all know more backstories on it, but you know, pre-deployment leave. Again, I don't know where we're going to margin, but I tell my mom. You know, as you can tell from the letter, I, I, I probably downplayed it. You know, like, hey, being shot at's fun, mom, but like, I always tried to play tough for my mom. Always, but, but really, not really, but not kind yet, of, but sort of, like same, but same, but different, of. same, same, but different, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all know how it was with my mom. I played tough with my mom. Like, <clears throat> worst situation in the world. Mama wasn't going to see her boy be upset or scared, right? But I told my mom, um, trust the guys. Mind you, we still didn't know Ryan all that well. Right. But I reassured to my mom, hey, you know, we're a tough-knit group. 
we're a strong squad. I was like, I, I believed in Ryan. I lied to you, Mom. I'm sorry. I didn't really know Ryan all that well. Um, <laughs> didn't. We can talk about that later, too. My whole thing with Ryan was just because I followed Trent. Trent and I had plenty of talks with Creel and everything. But um, I was in the barracks. I want to say it was within that first week back. We were still doing, like, SIF stuff with the new guys. We were, like, getting PCCs and PCIs felt like every day a thing, maybe twice a day, like, adding something new, taking things out. But I remember, I think Elian called me on that one. And him and Big Whiskey were down by the um, the watering area. And I think you had come out there as well, or you were walking towards there. I remember you being there. Somebody was there with them, but... They called me down. They brought Piccolo down. I don't know if Simmer was there. Yeah, that was myself and Was it you and your email? I think, I think Big Whiskey was there too. Yeah, I, I remember seeing you three for sure. Then I remember Colo came down. And <laughs> I remember E-Man kicked it. You know what E-Man was. He was going to motivate this as motivating as possible. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, he's like, you know, there needs to be some changes in the squad. You know, he made us all feel good. And then he was like, you know, Grimes is going to be your team. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember I looked at Colo, who is a, you know, combat veteran. I looked at Simmering, who's had experience. And I'm like, I looked at y'all and y'all looking at me like, E-Man smiling. You know, he's puffing the chest because this is motivating him after his speech. I'm like, but what about Vicolo? (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, I think Ryan kicked it up because he was trying to show, like, he trusted everybody. He's like, that was Vicolo's gun. He was the saw gunner, like. He needs to be on that gun. What about simmering? You know, I forgot what she said about simmering, but it was you gave him props on his rounds, and we'll get it from you later, kind of thing. And so it was every, literally every person in the squad probably had a hundred pound day pack that was just the ammo, and then what they chose to try to swing off the side of their pack for preacher comforts after that. And I so had a body bag as well. Yeah, and body bags. Body bag, body uh, bag, everybody had 10, 10 sandbags either packing their flak or their bag yep. uh, to start trying to build up some defenses once we got a foothold within the city. That and was so, the scariest thing you ever gave me. The body, that bag. body bag. I remember that. That's when I was like, oh, this is real, real. Like, yeah, some people are going to listen to this that aren't in the military. So like, You're going to war. What do you mean that's real? When they hand you a body bag, and you start putting the pieces together, there are no American footprints within this city. And it made sense. Yup. That silence. Yup. You're like, yup. Yeah, so we got those body bags um, the night after LT's warning order at yeah. DeWire to pack so that we could leave for Leatherneck for the for the flight. And, and uh, I remember that. We had a great speech. Um, we had just gotten our order. We had just been notified that they estimated, you know, between 500 and 1,000 hard fighters ready for us. And we got our scheme of maneuver as a squad. Um, subsequently, I gave the team leaders what, you know, my order a little a little while later that night, just as, as we worked out schemes and maneuvers, uh, you know, in those first couple objective buildings that we wanted to get to and, and, and really post up at, at which all went well. Um, but yeah, uh, the command came up and we spread loaded like some 20 body bags amongst, you know, 40 guys. And, and that sets in a, that's a good percentage, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, I, I know we don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, it, it was, it was like enough that. to shake people's nerves up. And I just, re- I was locked into some kind of zone and I had been there before. So it wasn't a shock factor to me, but I know that, uh, 
you know, some of the younger guys, Wetzel's face went blank. Um, um, Bridges uh, got a little shook. Even you now saying, damn, you're handing me body bags that I got to put my buddies in or, or, or as a leader, a leadership, uh, Marine, you're handing me body bags that I have to put my, you know, one or two little burst. And then it really started to pick up bop, 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 and, and they were on us. So do you remember, you was know, that, you know, you remember same, where your thoughts were about that? Was that the one to see over the 608? Yeah. Day one, first shots of the entire, of the entire push. I didn't shoot back. Well, and, and well, cause you didn't see him probably. Yeah, and to be, to be fair, I didn't know I was being shot at. Right. The rounds weren't close. I, I've told my mom before, like, if they were going to kill me, it wasn't because they were a good shot. And I remember I didn't even hear the, like, whistle or the snap. Right? Like, I could hear, like, a whizzing sound. But, like, hey, I'm a boot. I don't know. I never been shot at, but I remember sitting on a wall. Because I remember staff starting yelling at us. Um, we're just kind of sitting there. We're hearing stuff. Hmm? I've heard the pop shots from wherever they were coming from over there. The other people that were fighting where we were, but so I was like, "What are y'all doing?" I'm watching this stuff. So right. Like, we're all watching this. He's like, "You know, you're being shot at, right?" And I'm like, "Where?" You know, and he's like, "Shoot back!" And everybody's out of food. Um, everybody's. Was out of water. I mean, just desperate times. I remember all three of you, you guys had your Kevlar's together. And you like just hanging on to each other, hugging each other. And I'm like, that. That's it. So I, I remember that actually too. Because they had that a little bit before us. So they had like, they had rummaged a lot of that area. Oh, was, well, we, they, remember when we were running water down. We came down the one time and we'd been gone for a couple of days. And we'd been out of food for like a, a whole day completely, maybe more. Yeah. And we walk in with all that water and Herbie comes up with this big wooden bowl. Yes. And it had eggs, cooked eggs. Right. I think they called it. I think they called a rabbit and cooked oh, the yeah, rabbit, rabbit and put the uh, rabbit meat in the eggs. I think they found some rice and somehow I think the A and A guys brought pressure cookers with them in their. No, I think they found it in the bazaar. In their packs, yeah. But Woundy had a pressure cooker in his in pack. pack. Yes, yeah. in a five pound bag of rice. Yeah, and so they they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I met up with them. We chit chatted, and for those who remember, hands and motivated ass dude um, hugged me. I, I said something to him, and I don't remember what it was, but I know it was one of my usuals. You know, I lived with Hanson, you remember me, you're the parents, you're the sister, everybody. I said something that annoyed him, and he just grabbed me and said, I love you, man. He was like, Love you. Last words I ever said to him yeah. to this day. Um, I remember going out there, whatever, it was stupid. There was so much going on, and I never, you explained it best like a month ago. It was so big when you got there, in terms of how many houses and buildings. It's just, it's hard to remember specifics. I, I remember. Okay, we feel like we got, you know, we at least got control of the situation a little bit better than what we had a few minutes ago. Right. And, um, and then it was like, I was, I was just, I distinctly remember just kind of looking at the battle space and I'm waiting to hear where's the next rounds coming from. Right. Waiting, waiting, waiting. What seemed like forever was probably less than a minute. Smoke still smoldering after the wall shot. And I radiated Hein and I was like, Hein, Rogers, 
you're good to move. And I remember specifically, he came back and said, um, are you sure? And you can never be sure in combat. Let's just be honest with each other. You never, you're working off of incomplete information. Let's say that always. Your job is to make the best decisions giving the incomplete information that you have available. And uh, the information that we had was that the battlefield, or that I had, was that the battlefield just went silent after we reduced two known enemy threats. And now I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I said, yeah, I'm sure you're good. Not too far. You're marking a building. Hit him. Yeah, that's good. That's a good shot. That's a funny, funny shot. Yeah. Funny.